Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Geeks Codex podcast. We are back again this week with another episode to talk about various geek shite that we are into over the last two weeks. We're going to spoil Endgame massively in this podcast, so you're getting your warning right up front for that. Uh, so if you keep listening and then you get pissed off at us for spoiling Endgame, well, it's just because you're an idiot that didn't listen. That seems fair. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as usual, I am your host, Matthew Briggs, bringing you another episode, and I'm joined, as per usual, by our fantastic editor, Paul Stevens. Hello, and I'll just give you a note now. I've not seen Endgame, so I'll enjoy this. So we're spoiling it for <laughs> you specifically. It's just for me, really. And I'm joined with our ever-effervescent James Cook. I am indeed still here for some reason. <laughs> nine episodes in. You still haven't gotten rid of me. Nine consecutive mistakes in a row. <laughs> That's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> and making her first mistake, <laughs> introducing Ashley Pearson. Well, I just kind of stumbled in through the kitchen for a sandwich and now yeah. I've ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get into the whole endgame discussion and avenging the fallen and me talking about my new favorite haircut of 2019, uh, we're going to talk about the Sonic the Hedgehog live action yes. trailer. We already talked about the Sonic movie happening. James kind of went mental, so I now am... we have footage. Mm. Go on, James. I can oh see you chomping at the bit already. Oh my god! I, so I when when we first talked about the Sonic movie, I said that it was giving me an existential crisis, and basically that I was going insane because of this movie. Now, having seen the design in person, and having seen the absolutely batshit direction that they've decided to take, like the theme and the setting and everything, I've kind of transcended the existential crisis to just be like it's the perfect movie for 2019 because it's basically just a movie that could not happen throughout 99% of human history and we've gone through like all of human evolution to get here and I'm just like I'm at peace with that now like what the fuck also this is a cosmic horror movie have you seen his fucking teeth he stole those teeth from a baby meow (laughs) oh my god Ugh. The only thing worse is if we'd said Nyan. <laughs> I feel like, oh god, I feel like you have so much more invested in the idea of this movie than I would ever have. I had, I am not bothered about this movie to, to, to the degree that you are. This is it's the... going to be a garbage movie, and I look forward to seeing a garbage but movie. But just, it's just a garbage movie. It's so understanding the sheer fucking convoluted nonsense that must have happened to get this movie greenlit with a huge fucking budget in the year 2019 and then for it to have gone so completely off the rails in terms of visual design and then for me to know from personal prior experience just how fucking batshit the Sonic fandom is like it's just it it just my brain can't handle it all did did I hear correctly that the budget is like 80 million oh my god it's ridiculous (laughs) And you That's know the budget. advertising budget, and also, I mean, the budget's going to spiral as well as everybody's workloads, because now they're making the decision, without apparently delaying the movie, to change the Sonic model, which is going to mean that they have to re-rig, reshoot, and re-render, like, digitally, not, like, physically reshoot, every single scene that Sonic is in, which is going to be... I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, they'll just change the models, right? Like, that's that's not how VFX works. Like, they're going to have to re-rig everything and probably redo the shaders it really depends on how much they change based on the like the skeleton they've got for him i see them doing a redesign i don't know if we get different 
like proportionally different sonic design at this the point. thing is though the thing that everybody was complaining about was in large part the proportion so if they don't do that then what's the point oh because it's a terrible idea from people involved in making it yeah right? when they say fix and i'm, I'm using yeah. air quotes when they say fix he might get the mono eye back and that might be oh, it, no, no, which no, would no, then no. make him even more horrible to look at which That's... is great i love that idea he's gonna be disgusting that was one of the things yeah. that and they'll is... have to redo the facial rig if they if what if they make it worse? Oh, they will. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you why it will be worse. If they don't change the um, date, then basically, and this is another reason that I object to it, just because there's no way if they don't change the date that it's possible for the existing animation team to get it done without doing enormous amounts of overtime. This is the first video game movie to successfully adapt the concept of crunch, everybody. But um, And if that's the case, then there's two options. One, everybody's going to end up horrifically overworked and then their lives are going to suffer. And also as a result, it's probably going to be substandard because they won't be working at their best. Or they'll go to their union and be like, it's ridiculous. We're not doing like 80 hours a week mandatory overtime for six months. And as a result, they won't have the time to finish it. And so it will look awful. There is no winning here. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Like Rockstar had horrible working like environment people making Red Dead Redemption 2 and Overtime and Crunch and that was an amazing game. That also didn't have like such a short time span as this does. Like six months is a really short time for this kind of VFX. If they had turned around literally like during the year before and went, oh, by the way, it's no longer going to be horses, it's now going to be cars, then it might be a similar sort of scale. The cars would look bad. (laughs) But because it's, and the other thing is the rendering time per frame will eat into a lot of that six months. Because if they have to re-render at high quality every single frame of the movie that Sonic is in, that is a huge amount of time. Especially assuming that Sonic is like, not just like, occasionally on screen which he might be I don't fucking know what if they did it with pixel art uh, so, <laughs> I would actually watch that so what you're saying is they've uh, they've got to go fast oh. <laughs> oh my god it's the thing is the problem with this movie is not really the sonic design like it's bad but whatever I like how you've all seen the, the horrific trailer and then you've grown at my pun <laughs> as if I'm the worst thing about this situation <laughs> I mean, you're not making it better. (laughs) I'm not trying to. The real thing, I think, that shows just how out of touch this movie is, is the fact that the one thing that should have been a slam dunk, even in, which is true of even the worst Sonic games, is the music. And what (laughs) did they put in the fucking track? Did they just think, you know what, just fucking get Crush 40 or something? I don't, I don't know. It's cheap. No, they got Gangster's Paradise. (laughs) Thanks, Coolio. Oh my god. <laughs> Saying that out loud is just... <sighs> I think you're all confused about what movie we're actually going to be seeing here. I said this before when we talked about it when it was announced. This is a Sanic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> That's going to be the redesign. Perfectly. That's going to be the redesign. Yeah. They're just going to re redo it so that he's truly a cosmic horror. Everyone on this production knew exactly what they were getting into. The only people that messed up were marketing by putting it as a Sonic movie. If they just put the A in there so we knew it was a Sonic movie, no one would be bothered. <laughs> If they just leaned in in the marketing yeah. to the fact that this is going to be a meme factory, then they probably do great. Sega have already accepted Sonic. Sonic <laughs> Forces had a Sonic t-shirt for your avatar in-game, officially. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is just an alternate universe Sonic. But in, in Sonic, <laughs> they still employed Jim Carrey to be what is quite a famously egg-shaped man. <laughs> <laughs> Not Initially, oh no, we don't have time to go into this, but not initially. Are you going oh. through comic lore? Are you? Kinterbor was he's a going, spelt man. He's going through. He's going for the fucking British comic lore, mind you. I think Kinterbor was also part of the no, Archie at one point. 
they've spanned so much. I'm sure they've, they they've may have done. That. But yeah. the 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 Kinterball thing was like it's from like the original Sonic Bible that Sega immediately threw out and never looked at. But then when they started the Sonic the comic, the games weren't out yet. I don't think, and so they didn't have the games. So they were like, well. We found this Sonic Bible in the trash. Here you go. And that's why the backstory is so weirdly different. In, in, case, you're kind of, in case you're not Sonic fast and you're kind of slow mentally, Kinterbor is Robotnik backwards. <laughs> oh. Dear listeners. Oh, oh, thanks for that, Brigitte. <laughs> that makes it better. His, his name is also like Ovi instead of Ivo or something. Uh, yeah, it's Ovi Kinterbor. Yeah. And it becomes Ivo Robotnik. <sighs> Which makes perfect sense. I've read everything. Sonic was a brown hedgehog until he ran on a cosmic treadmill and then he turned blue because of the speed. But also there was a rotten egg in the refrigerator (laughs) and that merged with Kinterbord to create the Eggman. Oh, God. I'm waiting for them to explain all this in the film. I I hope they do. I can imagine Jim Carrey doing that really well. Also, it would be nice to have a nod to the British comics for a change because the British comics were the best comics. Well, it certainly wasn't the Archie comics that were the best. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, The other thing which, having rewatched the trailer, does sort of instantly stand out is that this film is essentially just Transformers. It is. Um, which means... I'm amazed Michael Bay is not directing this movie, genuinely. That's why I've not said his name in the trailer yet for Robotnik. Because <laughs> at some point he'll reveal his name as Dr. Robotnik and he's like, really? His name's Robotnik! In the John Cena-esque manner of Transformers. But it won't <laughs> land as well because it's not Transformers or John Cena. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is, is does that mean after this film comes out we'll get another five of them? <laughs> Oh my god! I was just thinking about like lens flare and things like that. that yeah. It depends on how popular it is in China because the reason the Transformers went for so long is it did fucking gangbusters in China. There you go. Kids will love this. Genuinely, we hate it, but kids will fucking I will, love this. It, somebody actually pointed out on Twitter that the difference between Detective Pikachu and Sonic and people being like, "Why? Why is Sonic so much worse and weirder looking?" is that. Detective Pikachu is aimed at sarcastic millennials who want to feel nostalgic. This is aimed at the kind of kids that like those fucking Chippendale live-action movies who would just want a hyperactive movie that makes no sense and has pop culture references. You mean the chipmunks, Chippendale, are rescue rangers from Disney. I don't Disney. fucking know. I... <laughs> They're also male strippers. <laughs> That's Chippendales. <laughs> I genuinely... Fucking the fucking weird live-action yeah. movie with the chipmunk things. Are that, they chipmunks? That's the chipmunks. They are. They're different. They're different are they? chipmunks. What, Alvin, Simon and Theodore? Yes. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> I am. I never watched those as a kid. Don't. They're not good. <laughs> but terrible. no, like kids fucking love that shitty live action movie. Yeah, and it's they just... made three of them, right? Yeah. Hey, one of them was called the Squeak Crawl. Thank you very much. And the oh other one God. was on a uh, uh, cruise ship because cruise ship. Yeah. Like Hotel Transvail- Transylvania Three. Cruise ship. They made three of those. <laughs> They make a lot of money. If they make those, then they're going to make more Sonic movies. This is the thing. It's one of those things where it's very much like, okay, we can laugh at it as much as we want, but the kids are definitely going to eat this one up. Like, I'm sure that as a kid's movie, it'll be one of those things where kids look back on it when they're adults and like, that weird fucking movie I liked as a kid. What the fuck was up with that? Okay, so I've just had a thought. Do you remember when Street Fighter 2 became a film? Oh, this is where you're going with it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember how... They, they already had a perfectly good, like, serviceable video game. But then they made a live yeah. action Street Fighter <laughs> yes, 2. Yes, Are we yes. going to get a please. version of Sonic the um, Hedgehog the movie, the game? Please, please, Maybe, please. Maybe, because we didn't get a Mario Brothers game that mimicked the movie, unfortunately. Well, they yeah. should have done that. I'm kind of glad they didn't, because them Goombas were terrifying. Yeah. yeah but John... Dennis Hopper and his seven-foot-tall Goombas. <laughs> but Lamazio <laughs> could have been amazing in a video game. But, you know, just as I think that in a weird way, the Super Mario movie, it was one of those things where it's like you look at it and you know exactly when it was made. It's like that era's particular kind of, like, 
licensed trash. I think the Sonic the Hedgehog movie will be a thing where in 20 years we look back and we look at this movie and we're like, yeah, that's exactly where we were in 2019. (laughs) Well, we're getting a presumably good Mario movie next year. So, yeah, they're making that. It's happening. It's already happening. Yeah. Yeah, but but why are you presuming it's good? Because Nintendo would never let another Mario movie happen again that's anything like the last one. (laughs) That's fair. So give it another 30 years and we might get a good Sonic movie. Why why do you think it'll be a good Mario movie? Again, because they can't possibly make one anything like the last one it doesn't okay there's there's <laughs> not making the worst possible film ever for your franchise and then making an actual good movie because this one will come with the nintendo seal of quality <laughs> does it have rabbits in that was a good game <laughs> don't you even dare that game's fucking awesome and anyone with a switch needs to pick up mario rabbits does it have the cdi link in it oh. <laughs> but um the other thing is i mean the early reviews including from like non-gamer outlets for detective pikachu have come in and even people who are not gamers at all are saying i am shocked by how much i genuinely enjoyed this movie like yeah, actual cause... fucking film critics are being like this is actually an okay movie yeah it's pokemon so the effort from the pokemon company yeah. was involved you know it's pokemon that anime's been going for so goddamn long and they're still aiming it at kids because kids love pokemon Despite the fact that I loved Pokemon when I was eight, there's eight-year-olds going like, yeah, fuck yeah, Pikachu. I'm like, how is this still going? Yeah. The other thing is, is that was based on a game that had a storyline that was quite easy to transfer into a film. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. Whereas Sonic is like, gotta go fast. There's only two plot points required for Sonic 1, the movie, presuming we get more. Sonic 1, the movie has to have Sonic jumping at Eggman eight times. <laughs> Eggman explodes, he, he saves the flickies. And he goes off and lives happily ever after until Sonic 2 okay. and they introduce Tails, whose real name is Miles Prower. Okay, but real quick fu- quick fire round question. If you guys could have the story of any Sonic game from the last, like, however many decades adapted into a film, which one would you pick? Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> what? Okay, no, you have to justify it. Because I want a remake of Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> if they release a movie, they have to put the game out again, right? So Mean Bean Machine. Sonic Racers, but in the style of the Fast and the Furious. Oh, oh yes, actually. God. You mean with- Sonic R, right? The one without cars. No, no, no. Oh, they Sonic have him racing. on hoverboards and give no explanation as to why the fuck he's on hoverboards, just yeah. like in the game. Well, that's Sonic Air something? One of the Sonic Riders. No, Sonic Riders is the original. Sonic Riders. Yeah. said Racers. Yeah, Riders. is the new one. Sonic Team Racing or Sonic Racers. The franchise is Riders, I think. Sonic R was what I was thinking. Because that's got the horrible music... That's great. And the creepy tails doll. Basically, I want Vin Diesel CGI blued just like the Will Smith. <laughs> still bald. With like, still bald. Yeah. And that'd be Sonic. And then he would just be like driving play around. Tails? Yeah. Oh. Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But not with any CGI. Just him is like a human. <laughs> and the rock would be Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just be Kira like... Knightley is Amy. <laughs> we did it. We I've sold... done it for you, Sega. <laughs> My email address is somewhere next to this podcast. I think you killed Ashley. (laughs) I don't know how three people can know so much about Sonic. Seriously. She's just been looking at us. I thought like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a geek. I can get on with this. (laughs) And I walk into this and I'm like, I am way out of my depth. That's a good thing. Yeah, you're safe from the Sonic We'll skip over you and I will just say that I would want them to do an adaptation of Sonic Adventure 2 but they do not change the terribly translated English script it has to be word for word can, can I have a second one yeah so as a spin-off of my Fast and the Furious Sonic Racers can we get the Shadow of the Hedgehog movie oh my god <laughs> with Vin Diesel playing Shadow yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh again. my god. <laughs> CGI. No, 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 he's in a fursuit. Oh, okay. He's cool. an extremely edgy fairy. <laughs> Honestly, if I could get any movie I wanted to, though, I would like the original Sonic the Hedgehog the movie, which was the Japanese OVA that was done. That's in English. actually quite cute. Take that, but like set it to the plotline of Sonic C D. Yeah. Because that was pretty cool to begin with. And it had, like, me- you know, Metal Sonic, the one I like. Sonic CD is, like, a cute game that doesn't try and be edgy or weird or whatever. But also, it is, like, a game that has, like, a plot in it. Like, there's it was, time travel. It was edgy for its time. And that it was very, like, anti... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like... Pollution it, and the future I mean, and technology. Let me change that. It's not trying to be grim and realistic or grim dark. It doesn't have the military in it or whatever. Yeah, no one has a gun. Yeah, nobody has a gun. I feel like... I- Oh, you know there. what we mean. But yeah. No, he's a cannon. No, also, it That's has true. it has the best soundtrack of all of the Sonic games. Yeah, because that Sonic boom is awesome. The intro to Sonic CD is yeah, like yeah. amazing. But I hope you use that for this bit of the podcast. Sonic boom. Yeah. Sonic boom. There you go. So, um, did you say time travel was involved in that? Game? <laughs> you tried. <laughs> <laughs> Who would use that as a plot point in a really important thing? Because it's really, really hack-eyed and, and bad. Time Who would do that? Back to the Future. <laughs> Die Hard. Doctor Who. No, that's not one of them, is it? No. God, it seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but... I was really hoping to pull off one last one. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you think happened in Die Hard? That's literally a joke from Endgame, James. You uh, watched the movie. <laughs> I didn't remember that one. Yeah, Scott knew- Lang is going through time travel movies oh, at one point with no. War Machine. And then he just Die Hard and then waits for it. And goes, wait, no, that's not one, is it? And I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, my fucking God. I Okay, well, we're off to a great start. As you can all see, Briggy's seen it more times than me. Twice. I've seen it one more time than you. But you've seen it more recently. It was the week after. I saw it after, like, to, to be clear, me and Briggy both saw it at midnight after seeing a double um, feature with Infinity War. So that was a really long night. That was baller. A woman sobbed on the other side of the screening and I heard it over the sound. That's how intense and into it that audience was. Midnight screenings kick ass. It was a great screening. Spoiler alert, I did not like Endgame. But I'm really glad I saw it at the midnight screening because the atmosphere with the audience was just so good and I had a really good time just with the fact that everybody was so into it. So the movie's awesome. It's We're going to look at right there. This movie just, is awesome. Just, just, Ashley, what do you think of the movie? <laughs> I cried like two out of three hours. There you go. So it, it's like a, a good two solid thirds hours of just crying. Just straight up. I didn't cry for as Absolutely much of it. Absolutely. But I cried. Soul-wrenching. Sobs. There you go. That, I that's mean, a reason to see a film. It's cathartic. <laughs> yeah. So, before we continue, here is your second and final warning, dear listener. If you do not want Endgame spoiled, and you haven't seen Endgame yet, bear in mind that this podcast goes out a fair amount of time after we've recorded it, and we're already recording it on the deadline for, you know, spoilers. Go fix that. Or, you know, enjoy some spoilers. We're going into it. It's happening. <gasps> Done yeah. in silence. <laughs> That soundtrack for that movie is fucking incredible. Luke, his father, is actually Darth Vader. There you go. Did you know Snape, Snape kills, kills Dumbledore? Dumbledore. <laughs> Soylent Green is people. It's what? 
<laughs> it's so good though. It's Moorish. <laughs> it's all I've got in the fridge. I didn't know. Well, you've already bought it. They're already dead. Just finish yeah. it. It's paleo. <laughs> Paleolithic man ate man. Well, I mean, they we ate Neanderthals, like Neanderthals. Mm. So just kill assholes. Assholes don't taste very good. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, that's what the heterosexual says. So I'm finding it difficult to jump into the endgame stuff because it's a three hour movie and a lot happens. And so much of it is good. But I can't really pick any... I would like to start with what was bad about it. <gasps> and I'm drawing a blank. Okay, well, that's all right, because I'm here and I really didn't like it at all. And I shall refute every bad claim you make. Go for it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's get it's this organised first let's of all. Let's set down the rules. Okay, so first <laughs> of all... This is not going to be a debate. It's Run one! Fight! It's going to be two people who had different experiences with a movie. Like... So the point is, is this is the end of this particular... Grouping of movies, not the end of MCU. Might, how did you put it? One might call it a phase. Oh, <laughs> something about ages, like the it's golden age. Mm. So much like the comic books from which spawned this franchise, I think we have reached the end of the golden age oh and we are entering God. the silver age does of that, Marvel movies. Does that mean that we'll finally get a good Fantastic Four? No, adaptation. we'll never get a good Fantastic <laughs> Four. I'd, I'd like to point out that the original Fantastic Four, oh, the pre like modern boom one, the really early one that they did just to extend the copyright. Uh, yeah, the one which was on video yeah. and no one's ever seen. Oh, it yeah, wasn't yeah. officially released. That is 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 the closest you can get to uh, art. <laughs> just in general. In general. Forget the Mona Lisa. Move over. Move over, Samuel, no, darling. Just have the VHS playing on a loop in the Louvre. Fuck off, Jenny Holzer. We found real art there and it's here. Just do check it out on YouTube. I'm sure it's yeah. there. But anyway, so the point I was making is, is this is this is a large piece of media for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So give me a summing up of the first minute of the film because then you can start just tearing sheds out of or... Highlighting the good things. Just so for the first minute, that's all I want. Marvel logo. <laughs> that's <laughs> not even I an exaggeration. This? It goes on for like a minute. <laughs> if you could, yeah. Ashley. I feel like I should do this so yeah. you two can yeah, argue. Yeah, go for it. I don't want to so... argue. <laughs> not argue. He's he really wants dis- to argue. <laughs> he does want to argue. He's really mad I don't like it. <laughs> Livid. I'm not mad that you like it, am I? <laughs> okay. Because I'm right. And <laughs> Ashley. Hawkeye's kids get dusted. Mm. That is literally the first minute. That's like the first 10 minutes even. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So the first scene. So the first scene, Hawkeye, the family. Yeah, out with his kids. They're doing a bit of a backyard picnic thing. Family's out there. He's teaching his daughter how to, you know, fire bow and arrow. It's all you now quite a nice scene. Turns away from his daughter for a minute. Turns back. You see the dust floating off in the background. Turns back to his family. They're all gone. It's like, oh, shit's gone wrong for Hawkeye. And then bang, we're into the movie. And it like fades away from him. Cool. I start crying. He mm-hmm. isn't in... The last one. No. No. That's explained by He's, uh, he's with his family. Hawkeye and Ant-Man were both excluded from Infinity War because the whole Avengers thing and the Civil War storyline with the Accords was too much for them and the family, so they both like backed out of it. Although we saw an Ant-Man and the Wasp, which came out after that, that Ant-Man hadn't really stopped doing anything. He was just doing it on the down low. Yeah. But that's why they were but both But then out he, he gets like trapped. Yeah. So he basically gets out and then he is like, it's been like five years and he's just like, what the fuck's going on? But for him, it's been five hours. <gasps> maybe, time. maybe time works differently in the quantum realm. Unfortunately, none of the supporting cast of Ant-Man are around to make the same goddamn joke that make an Ant-Man and the Wasp about how Scott Lang has no idea what quantum is. <laughs> yeah, says, Do you guys just yes. say quantum in front of things? So That would have made that particular bit more bearable for me because I was literally there like, that's not what the word quantum means. That was a callback to yeah, that movie. Yeah. I know, but it's just the fact yeah. that there was nobody around who was just like, um... This, this movie plays on so many jokes with the idea that you have cared and watched all 21 of the preceding movies 
and have not necessarily like gone through those movies with a fine tooth comb, but have been invested in it for these ten years to remember the callbacks it makes. God, has it been ten years? Yeah. Jesus. Two thousand no eleven years. Two thousand eight was an Iron Man. God, came I'm out. so fucking old. But there's um I mean we're skipping forward a bit, we'll skip back, but there's um like one of my favourite bits of payoff for that is a really emotional scene with Cap towards the end when there's a big moment where all the heroes return. But you hear over the headset first is um Sam Falcon, who was dusted in Infinity War when he's come back. The first thing he says to him is on your left. I did get a Which really a, big smile. Like oh that. god, yeah, that, that's an emotional <laughs> but that, moment because I love. Back to, I um, love Falcon um, to Winter Soldier when they first meet. Yeah. So a lot of these moments that are really like you know emotional gut punches revolve around on first meetings. Really, a lot of first meetings of the Avengers or seminal moments in previous Avengers movies or solo movies for these characters. So a lot of the ones you see that are introduced in the later phases. So your your Black Panther, your Spider Man, your Doctor Strange don't get a lot of moments in this movie or a lot of runtime because this is not their film. Mm. This has got nothing to do with their payoff. This is your main Avengers. This is, this is Black Widow. This is Hawkeye, Cap, Thor, Iron Man. They're what you're focusing on. I mean, Hulk gets some stuff, but his well, moments aren't as as heavy as those main three guys. You very much get the impression in terms of why they're doing it going forward. These are not necessarily these main characters from the original. They're not necessarily going to be getting solo focus going forward. Like I didn't. Come, is- in terms of having like pure solo movies, you don't get the impression that that their focus for the entire sort of plan of the next sort of era of the MCU is is necessarily I mean if nothing else because the actors are getting older in most cases as opposed to for example you know Black Panther isn't in this movie a lot but Black Panther's gonna get another movie or like mm, oh well we, we didn't get a lot of Spider-Man but on the other hand Far From Home is coming out like soon like the trailers were playing before June this mm. yeah like they were playing before this this movie um, so it, it's kind of like there is a certain amount of like triaging depending on on who gets what. Uh, Far from home is actually the technically the last phase three movie. This is not yeah. the last phase three. Yeah, so it, it, because no they started this, they started production on it before and everything like that. Yeah, so bit of a weird ending to it to be honest. A lot of those, lot of those moments th- uh, smattered throughout. So going back towards the beginning though, so you got really cool sequence with Nebula and Tony Stark lost in space because they were the last two left on. Titan, which is Thanos' home world, uh, playing um, like fold up paper football, having a really nice moment with like Nebula being kind of chill and having fun. I love that. Nebula's gonna be great good in forward and future movies. Love her so much. But you get them floating out in space, Tony Stark records a message for Pepper. You think it's all gonna be over. Captain Marvel Deus Ex Machina's the entire thing and goes and fetches them and brings them home. AKA why it was important that Captain Marvel be in the MCU before this movie came out, basically. Really wasn't important for her to have her own movie before this. She could have still popped up. She has the same emotional impact throughout that entire movie, with or without that movie in front of it. She's not important to this flick. But on the other hand, it helps it make sense and feel less like a Deus Ex Machina, rather than feel like it's a situation where we're introducing this new super powerful character that you've never seen before and it gets solves the problem instead it's like oh right i forgot about her or oh yeah i hoped it would be her she can fix the problem so i think that's why they wanted to have the solo movie out beforehand yeah but also like it's just a good movie in its own right and people liked it <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying within the context of endgame captain marvel not really super important in terms of having that particular character and there's no payoff for her but because her movie came out months before this one. Yeah. You could have thrown Adam Warlock into the exact same things that so Mark Captain Marvel's Briggy in this movie. just really likes Adam Warlock and is mad that it's not 
Well, in a game eventually. I mean, if, if anyone read the comics, Adam Warlock was you know a major player in the Infinity Saga. It was kind of his story. He's not even in the MCU at this point, so you know. But that's separate to this. You could have thrown Adam Warlock or any of the major Superman level superpowered characters in, like but, Captain Marvel, because she, she is that level of power. But the but thing, it, there's no build up for that. The scenes that she has, it's just the, she's there. The thing is, it's like if they had just thrown a character who hadn't had a movie before, everybody would have said that's bullshit. Whereas if because Captain Marvel has had a movie, everybody's kind of saying, oh, well, we knew that she existed. We knew she was really powerful. We know why she wasn't on Earth. So I guess it makes sense that she comes in and saves the day. It, it's not necessarily an emotional payoff, but it stops it feeling like a cheat. I'm not saying it's massively negative. My opinion on Captain Marvel's sequences in this movie are that they were met with in a, in a movie that's got so much good about it. And we're talking like thunderous amazement for so much of it. Captain Marvel is met with a resounding eh. On the other hand, she's also just not in it very she's much. She's going to have her moment. There's going to be it's, an it, equivalent endgame coming up for the Silver yeah. Age of these heroes. She'll get a cool moment. But in this movie, eh. But she's also just not in it very much. So no. it, it's, it's it's kind of like, basically, they find a way to get rid of her fairly quickly. Yeah. And the reason is very obvious. She is the Superman of the Marvel Universe. And if you just have her there, everybody's like, well, why doesn't she just punch Thanos to death immediately? Yeah. But she's meant to, in comic wise, she's meant to be the equivalent of Adam Warlock, Thor, those... She's a god. She's a god level power, yeah. Which, they've already depowered Thor enough to make him play with Iron Man and Captain America, so I guess they've kind of just got Captain Marvel there to be that person until they start adding more of the cosmic level insane characters in there, which they've got to do at some point. They've got to put them somewhere. Well, especially if they move more into space. But anyway, we're getting off topic. We've we've wandered very far. Ashley, you say something. (laughs) No, I was just going to mention Squirrel Girl. That would oh, be yes. awesome. I'd be so happy for that. Oh my god, yes, bring she, Squirrel Girl. Coming the next Deadpool. Oh yeah, she's part of the X-Men stuff, isn't it? Which yeah. they now own back again, because they bought Fox. So yeah. they could they could MCU her. That's how they're gonna make Deadpool family friendly. <laughs> it's not gonna be family friendly. No. no. Thank no. you. There will be a lot of nut jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so we move back to Earth. Everyone's just like, oh, we're sad about the Thanos thing. We got snapped. Oh, oh, bad. We lost. Yeah, well, we don't prevenge. We avenge. Like, we're shit at our jobs. Tony, <laughs> Tony starts really down on everything that's gone on. And then they go like, oh, well, we maybe know where to find Thanos. And Rocket's just like, hey, we got this planet here. That thing happened over here. That happened over here. Maybe that's where he gets. Let's all fucking go. So they go over there. Thor cuts his head off. Thanos is dead in the first 15 minutes. Very satisfying. The end. And then we get a five-year time jump because the Infinity Stones were destroyed by the Infinity Stones because of Thanos. It's just like, no one can use them now. So everyone's fucked. So we get a five-year jump. Does they have a montage at all in that way? No, it, it's nope. just five years later. And no, then no we... it's not five years later. It's five <laughs> years later. <laughs> it's a very Slowest slow... Fade in of the three yeah, words. no, it's very dramatic. They really want you to know that it's been five years years since you started watching this shot well. yeah it's 2024 i believe yeah yeah so from now on all of the mcu films are set in the future yeah <laughs> yeah we don't we don't resolve that by the end of this while they do fix things they don't like go back in time and fix things so that they never happened like we do is to have a marvel universe that is five years sort of in the future and there was a point where half the population had been killed well it's four years for us yeah, it takes place in 2018 at the start. Yeah. It's, Infinity, it's like it, literally it's, after Infinity War ends. Yeah, but mm, yeah. it's very slightly in the future. It's an election cycle in the future. Yeah. So they can just ignore Donald Trump now. Isn't exactly. that great? <laughs> it's not a bad idea for some of the storylines. Anyway, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So we go ahead and deal with everyone having moved on or not moved on is, is the case for some people. Black Widow's got an amazing particular sequence where she's trying to like manage just all the shit. She's not been a favourite character of mine in this franchise. I feel like she's been massively underutilised, considering I'm mm-hmm. like a comic fan as well, and she's had great stories in the past. Like, as a movie character, eh. She's fucking on point in this film. 
absolutely love everything about Black Widow in this. Scarlett Johansson almost acts. I, I'm I'm going to give her a pass here and say yeah, she acts. I'm, she I'm genuinely, fine. I will say, she does much better in this than any other MCU movie she's in, except maybe Winter Soldier. But in Winter Soldier, the material is just so good it would be hard not to. I honestly don't think I was ever going to say in my lifetime a nice thing about Scarlett. And here we are. That's how fucking good Endgame is. She made me care about Black Widow. I will say, I, I do like Black Widow on paper. I've, I've never liked Scarlett Johansson's actual performance, and that's always been a really big sticking point mm. for me. But I think while she is very much underutilized, it's still ridiculous that they never gave her a solo. 